What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman, and we appreciate you joining us on West Gray. Today in the studio, we have with us Mrs. Brenda Hall, city clerk for the city of Norman. Brenda has an impressive tenure here at the city, and her office acts as the official record keepers for the city, among many other things. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. Absolutely. So you and your team are really the heartbeat of the city in so many ways. You keep safe and tidy all of our city records. You function as a one-stop shop, also overseeing the city's action center. You make sure that we're abiding by the Open Meetings Act and so, so much more. So we'd like to tell our listeners a little bit more about all of the unsung heroes in your office and all of the people that help to make that happen. So first off, how long have you been with the city of Norman? Um, over 34 years. Um, we'll be 35 this summer. So You must really love your job. I, a, I do uh, like my job. <laughs> that's a long time. That's something to be proud of. So how would you describe your role as the city clerk? Like what does your day-to-day look like? Well, each day is different, uh, certainly. Um, but the, the main role of the city clerk is as you stated, the official records keeper for the city and also the official uh, keeper of the seal. Um, But it's often referred to um, in other municipal governments as the hub of local government. Um, And there's a couple of reasons for that. Most of the things that happen here at the city that council takes action on or that the citizens want us to do moving forward, at some point in time funnels through my office. And so the city clerk really kind of acts as the conduit between city staff, the public, and city council. That's about the best way I could describe it. Okay. And the, so you mentioned keeper of the seal. So is that the fancy stamp that goes on all of the official records? That is the fancy stamp. <laughs> That's awesome. So how have you seen the organization grow or change during your time on here at Norman? Well, there's certainly been a lot of changes in the 34 years I've been here. Um, certainly our staff has grown. Uh, around the city, um, not in my department. I still have the same number of staff that we did um, when I started. The, um, but probably the difference I could say is that everything is just faster. And I think that's technology driven. Um, when I first started, we uh, did the council agendas on a typewriter and we cut and pasted actual pieces of paper to fill the page out. And, oh my. and that's how the agenda books were done. Um, We certainly, we didn't have email. There were no personal computers. I know I'm really aging myself now, but um, that's how it was when I started here. And of course, now everything is in an instant. We all have email, we have text, and we're able to do our agendas automated, which makes everything easier. But the pace is still faster, much faster than it was 30 years ago. And I, I just think that's Um, a testament to where we're at in this world right now with technology and expectation, public expectation. Sure. Now you mentioned the, uh, the typewriter bit. So we recently had some renovations here at City Hall to include our suite here in communications is brand new. And then there was some work done to where you all office at uh, there with the with the city manager and your team. So tell me a little bit about the the old record books that you bring like to Citizens Academy when we put that program on and how they're protected and how they're organized because 
because again, I just don't think that people really understand how much responsibility and how vast um, sort of a, a storage keep that you have to oversee. That's a very fair statement. Um, we do have records all the way back to 1898. Wow. Um, when the city was uh, created, we have uh, the books you were referring to. Uh, we have our minutes and our city ordinances in these uh, large bound leather books, and we have those all the way back to the very beginning, into 1898. Um, a lot of the minutes back early on were all handwritten, so they're very interesting um, to look at and and just to read. I mean, a lot of the ordinances that happened then, you know, were something as as uh, funny as not driving your wagon down Main Street with a milk cart open. Um, so <laughs> they're very, very interesting. And it is, it, you mentioned that it's, um, it's important, and it really is important because this is our history. Um, and one of the renovations that we did in my office was um, to fireproof that room that had, has all of those really, really old books in it, something that's kind of been weighing on me for years, honestly, that if we ever did have a fire, that would be lost forever. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of it is microfilmed or scanned, but a lot of those really, really old records are too fragile to do that with. So um, the importance of keeping them for not only our historical purposes, but statutory purposes are, are important as well. So citizens, we come in all the time asking uh, that are doing research projects, and uh, we've had a couple of people that were writing uh, papers at the university and on history, and they would just come in and sit and read through those uh, minutes books, yeah, which yeah. was really interesting. There's a lot that they learned as well. So there's just a lot of information back there. That's awesome. And uh, this may kind of tie into the next question I was going to ask about the Action Center. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the Action Center? I mean, people kind of go there for lots of different things, even possibly including records requests. But um, tell us about that and then how many inquiries, you know, your your team fields maybe per day or per week or per year. I mean, you all stay busy back there. We certainly do. Um, the Action Center was created in 1999. Um, I can still remember it to this very day, uh, former Mayor Bob Thompson. It was uh, something that he created as um, a way to have our citizens have a one-stop shop, as you mentioned earlier, that a number that they could contact the city regardless of what the question was or the need, and they would be able to get information without having to be transferred four or five different times. And so over the years, it has increased over time. Um, when we get a request or an inquiry, um, our goal is a 24-hour turnaround. Now, that doesn't mean the issue will be resolved in 24 hours, but we at least uh, get back to the party that submitted it. Um, we take them via uh, our website, also voicemail, or you can walk in or call. I mean, we get them all kinds of ways. Um, but the, the biggest issue or the biggest thing we're trying to achieve is getting information to the citizens in a timely fashion. It only functions well because we have the help of all the other departments in the city. Um, they are the ones oftentimes that we're getting the information from. And so um, it has been a success. I think um, there are a lot of people, if you ask them, have you ever heard of the Action Center? They know exactly what it is. And we do have regular callers that call daily or weekly or um, so forth on sure. just different issues. So so how many folks are on your team um, there in the clerk's office? 
there's uh, six of us, including myself. Um, we have in our uh, file area, or what we call central files, um, that is where the Action Center is answered. And so I have two uh, employees in that area. One is um, picks up on the Action Center and is in charge of processing that. It's really more of a team effort because they all have to do it, honestly. But um, one of the persons, their job is basically coding for purposes of archiving every document that comes through our office, every city council agenda, every item that's on the agenda is filed and crisscrossed by subject matter or just so that if you went to look something up, you wouldn't have to know the exact contract number or you could know maybe what the project was or who the contractor was and we would have a way to find it. So that coding that she's doing is um, on the documents themselves. So that takes a quite a bit of time um, just processing all of that. The second person actually um, does the filing of all the documents after they're coded and is also back up on the Action Center. And um, any of our archival stuff where we're scanning and getting things actually in the digital form, she takes care of that as well. So um, I have an administrative assistant who is also my uh, license administrator. Um, we issue business licenses here at the city, not for every business, but for certain specific types. And um, my administrative assistant is in charge of that, as well as um, typing minutes from various council committees and city council meetings. Um, she wears many hats as well, and just like all of us do in the department. Um, I have a deputy city clerk who is responsible for creating the city council agendas and doing those minutes. Um, that is a pretty much a full-time job just by process of how everything happens. Somebody's always continuously working on submitting an item before city council for some type of approval. And so we have that in a software program that she's constantly monitoring and, and um, updating things and correcting things as they process through um, so that we can actually get them on an agenda. She also is my right arm. She wears lots of hats as well. She has to fill in for me if I'm out of the office. And so we, we are a team definitely a team in the city clerk's office and we only function well because we do function as a team. Right. And the agendas that you mentioned too, it's not absolutely crazy for those to be upward of 300 pages sometimes if oh, you have absolutely. a thick meeting, right? <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, uh, we've had several recently that were closer to a thousand pages. So it's a lot of documentation and information. Um, and our goal is to get it to council in a timely enough manner that they have time to review it prior to having to take any action on it the following week. Gotcha. So as far as fielding requests um, from from citizens, like via the Action Center or what have you, you'll have to forgive me because I did have these numbers at one time, but do you have like an average number of, of what, you, what you field, what you tend to in your office? I think as far as the Action Center goes, that is documented. All, most of the other and records requests are documented as well. Those actually come through me. But the Action Center probably averages about 30 calls a week. Mm -hmm. um, that ebbs and flows based on what's going on in the community. We have an annual garage sale here in Norman. And, of course, when that's happening, that really that activity speeds up. If we're having an election or anything like that that's, that the community's focused on, 
the volume picks up in the action center as people are reaching out for information. Right. And that leads into a question that I did have for you as well. Um, Since we do have an election coming up here in February, what is the role of the city clerk's office in municipal elections? There's a couple of things. I mean, the city clerk is the official custodian of those campaign forms as well, and that's under state statute. They file for candidacy over at the election board, but then they come back to our office and file all of their campaign reports and so on and so forth. So technically, my official capacity is to keep those reports on file for four years and to upload those to our website so the public can get to them to see um, who's contributing to whose campaign and just the information is out there. We go a little above and beyond here in Norman. Um, We have a Norman Election Commission, which is a local election commission, the only city in the state that does this. Um, And they actually review the campaign reports that are received um, just to make sure all the information is accurate or they're not missing information. And it's it's not about, um, it's just about compliance. So if they see there's something um, incomplete or whatever, it'll be returned to the candidate to be um, corrected. And as also a part of that commission's One of their goals is to educate the public on the election process. And so as a part of doing that, we offer a candidate orientation each year that the chair of the commission and I um, co-present. It basically goes over all the rules that they have to follow for elections, our, our local sign ordinance rules and things of that nature. And just three years ago, we added even a, a second educational component to that. Um, We hold, actually, we'll be hosting one Wednesday night of this week, a campaign workshop, uh, campaign reporting workshop, where we will actually go through each form and and help them with questions about uh, how you report certain things or what needs to be reported and what doesn't, and helps just take that piece out of the way and, and they can focus on other things. So Wonderful. And that uh, that next election for us will be February 13th, and we will be uh, casting ballots for even-numbered wards for the city councils 2, 4, 6, and 8. So, Brenda, what do you think the very best part of your job is? Um, it seems like you have a lot on your plate. So what do you enjoy the very most? I think probably one thing that I can say consistently is that I've always taken pride in the fact that I have a local um, component to my community. And so some a lot of the things that we see happen um, as we grow and projects go forth, I feel like I have an invested piece of that because I was involved at some point in some minor way even. But it seems that you just have more a sense of community and that you're actually a part of making your community great. So... My favorite part about your job is that I feel like you know everything. I say Brenda is the knower of all things. So if I ever have questions, I definitely am going to you first um, or Catherine or Daryl, but mostly you first. So (laughs) I appreciate all that you all do and the many hats that you wear. Is there anything further that you'd like to share with our listeners about the city clerk's office here in Norman? I think we probably covered most everything. Um, I just want the citizens to know that not only my employees, but certainly the clerk's office works very hard um, and very diligent to take care of the things that they're responsible for, and they do so in such a kind manner. So I'm very proud of that. 
Absolutely. Questions or comments about On West Gray can be sent into publicaffairs at normanok.gov. Shouts to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Remember that election is coming up on February 13th, 2023. Learn more at normanok.gov. Follow us on social, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, City of Norman OK, Instagram, The City of Norman. Visit normanok.gov slash norman news to enroll in email notifications for city PSAs, traffic advisories, and more. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to cast your ballot. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thank you for joining us on West Gray.